1: It felt like Luther, Iowa had become a tourist trap last Saturday afternoon when my wife and I joined many others looking to see the grain bins destroyed there by the derage show. They almost needed someone to direct traffic. Sounds like the worst of the storm and power outages were in Cedar Rapids. 97% were without power there and not all were expected to have power restored there by Monday. They could not start school on time if they wanted to in Cedar Rapids because all their 34 buildings were damaged. The storm was being called an inland hurricane, but unlike a hurricane, I did not believe that it brought enough rain to end the drought. At least hurricanes bring soaking rains with them. Whatever rain the Draco brought had soaked in with no puddles. My son-in-law, who had $70,000 in tree home and other damage, said that he got an inch. Someone else said it was hard to tell how much rain they got as it came horizontal. I only in parts of other states needed general rain more than anything. I am more worried about the drought damage that is about to occur, unless the region gets a big drink, than what I saw in wind damage this weekend. I was surprised that the corn damage from the drain show was not worse. I expected the corn next to the grain bins in Luther to be flat, and while the corn was damaged, the bins were hurt worse than the corn, in my opinion. There was no sign of wind damage along Highway 20. We drove down I-35 to Des Moines where there was plenty of damage to be seen. When homebound we went south of Ames and back west across Highway 30. The range of damage spanned the spectrum. It'll be extremely interesting to get the pro-farmer assessment of the damage this week in their annual track. There will be a large field where half of it was flat and the other half was standing to the row. It was one heck of a test for wind for differing varieties. There will be a record amount of one-way corn harvesting done this fall. That adds to costs and is a pain to have to run back across the field. The corn had pollinated, so the ears are there, so what we are talking now is a poor fill and harvest difficulty. There is a difference between being wind blown and wind damage. Eric Snodgrass is the principal atmospheric scientist with Nutrient Ag Solutions. He said the recent storm started in northeast Nebraska and southeast South Dakota across central Iowa, and it reached into Indiana. Based on satellite analysis, it did its worst damage, starting a third of the way across central Iowa, where it expanded north and south, widening to the Illinois border. The scope of most crop damage was done in Iowa and became local damage when it crossed into Illinois. The derecho was 700 miles long, lasted 14 hours. It moved at 55 miles per hour, creating straight winds of generally 60 to 110 miles per hour, with gusts even higher. Winds at 1,000 feet were measured at 122 miles per hour, slowing some as they reached the surface. Atmospheric scientist Eric Snodgrass estimates that 8.5 million acres of corn and soybeans were damaged enough to show up on the before and after satellite picture. That is not 4.25 million acres of corn completely flattened and destroyed. It tested hybrid standability. Some fields were flattened while others took the blast relatively well. Extreme differences in high beds were visible in the same fields. Wind damage runs like rivers through fields. This storm came post-pollination so the ears were made. Horizontal plants will not fill as well. I saw a little green snap with most damage being severe goosenecking with the question becoming what is harvestable? Is it so flat that cannot get under it with the corn head? As noted, there will be a record amount of one-way combining in this region this fall. It'll be interesting to get a pro-farmer's assessment of what can be saved. Very little corn is covered by wind insurance, so most of the damage will be picked up by the federal crop insurance policies. Fields will be harvested to determine the loss in claim. Very little damage should have been done to soybeans, but pro-farmer's tour should determine that too. Whatever rain fell should have helped soybeans. Adjusting slightly for the damaged acreage, my guess is that the storm destroyed 172 million bushels of corn. That kind of loss will likely be offset by higher yields elsewhere if it rains. The national news media found the duration to be an interesting enough story that they jumped on it. They usually otherwise ignore the Midwest. July heat drew down soil moisture levels that were not replaced, and nothing has changed so far into August. Crop condition ratings should deteriorate Monday afternoon. The saving grace here is cooler temperatures. There is water deep in the ground, and cooler temps allow roots time to reach for it. That gets us by, but doesn't end the risk. At some point in time, we need a soaking rain to finish the crops. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110.
0: For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com.